This is KJZZ's SUNUP. It's your daily news update from Phoenix, the state, and the region. Good morning, I'm Bruce Drummond. Phil is away for a few days. This podcast is a daily digest of the news events in Arizona. It's Monday, and a fresh week is ahead. It's February 12th, and here's a check of the latest news. At the state capitol, a bill that would require students to use showers that match their biological sex has advanced through the Senate Education Committee. The bill was approved by Republicans on a party-line vote. It would require schools to provide reasonable alternatives, such as individual shower rooms for transgender students. Here's bill sponsor John Cavanaugh. They have to be of the same sex in the school showers, multi-user showers, and that a student who's uncomfortable with doing that will get to go to the, for the transgender student, they can go to a single-user facility. Hamilton High School senior Dawn Shim testified against the bill. We already have school policies where showers are single-stall divided and allow for one individual maximum to use the facility. There are no collective restroom facilities in our public schools like you think. Governor Katie Hobbs vetoed a similar bill last year, so this time Kavanaugh hopes to put the measure directly to voters. Phoenix leaders have approved spending up to $14 million for new trees over five years. As Christina Estes reports from the business desk, the city is counting on future grants and the federal government. The bulk of money will come from the federal government in two ways, the American Rescue Plan Act and the Inflation Reduction Act. Both prioritize investments in public safety and neighborhood equity. Councilwoman Yasmin Ansari represents parts of South and West Phoenix. There are very uh, data-focused tree equity scores out there that demonstrate that those particular areas of Phoenix are very much left behind when it comes to equitable access to trees and shade. Councilman Jim Waring said it's also about beautification. I can tell you having those trees out there definitely makes a difference in how the city presents itself. He stressed the need to plant in the right places and ensure they are maintained. More than half of the estimated $14 million will go toward planting and ongoing care. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. Navajo Nation President Boo Nigren met with NASA's administrator recently to ask again that human remains not be taken to celestial bodies. From the Fronteras desk in Flagstaff, Michel Marisco reports. Since December, Nigren has asked that the space agency not fly human remains to the moon. That was in prelude to a failed space launch by a private space company that tried sending a rocket to the moon bearing human remains. In a statement, Nigren said he told Bill Nelson that he's opposed to federal funds being used to support burial activities that impact Native cultures. The moon is considered sacred to the Navajo, and leaving human remains on it is considered a desecration. NASA has promised to review its policies, but made no further commitment. Michel Marisco, KJZZ News, Flagstaff. Loneliness and social isolation among older adults can lead to poor health outcomes and even death. For older Latinos, that isolation is exacerbated if there are cultural or language barriers. Kathy Ritchie takes us to a mostly Spanish-speaking senior center in West Phoenix that's tackling social isolation. It's Zumba Day at Casa de Primavera Senior Center. Uh, we do a little bit of everything, health education, 
teaching them how to make sure their medicines are been taking physical activities like Zumba. That's one of their favorites. That's Luis Regosa. He's the Healthy Aging Program Manager here. Much of what happens is about reducing social isolation through dance, art, or shared meal, as well as education on topics like Alzheimer's disease. For us, it's like we need to make sure that we're connecting the families to better Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's Association, getting them to connect to the resources that are available for them. Because stigma is still a hurdle in the Latino community. You know, we always think, oh, it's just older age, you know, la edad, right? Erin Garcia is with Chicanos por la Causa, which owns Casa de Primavera. She says the program works. Our survey results have shown that our seniors have shown reduced signs of social isolation because they participate in our various programs. Garcia is referring to a survey by CPLC Research and Evaluation, which shows 91% of clients say they have someone they can call on if they need support. Kathy Ritchie, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The 10th annual March to Oak Flat takes place this week. The multi-day journey to the sacred site within the Tonto National Forest begins Thursday and is organized by the nonprofit Apache Stronghold. It comes amid an ongoing legal battle over a proposed copper mine at Oak Flat. Wensler Nosey Sr. is the founder of the march, and he says natives and non-natives alike are invited. We leave out of there every year on the sacred journeys back to our sacred places. I think it's a time for many of the people that have never joined something like this before. You know, my doors are open to them because it's all about prayer. Marchers and runners will travel almost 50 miles before the event ends on Sunday. From the KJZZ Newsroom, I'm Ignacio Ventura. The Arizona Game and Fish Department is seeking information about the illegal killing of a desert bighorn sheep. The ram's carcass was found near Hilla Bend, close to a farm field. Authorities believe it was killed out of season around January 13th. The Game and Fish Department and conservation groups are offering a combined reward of $6,500 for any tips leading to an arrest. The agency runs a hotline as part of its anti-poaching program and encourages anybody with information to call. For contact information, look for this story at kjzz.org. Each year, Grand Canyon National Park generates nearly a billion dollars from tourism. Demonstrations of tribal arts and crafts are part of that attraction, and earlier this month, park staff traveled to Scottsdale for the annual Arizona Indian Festival to expand cultural representation among those harder-to-reach tribal communities. Gabriel Pietro Razio reports. Dressed in traditional horned regalia, the guardians of the Grand Canyon Ram Dancers from the remote Havasupai Falls performed a social dance in Old Town. Matthew Putsoy Sr., former vice chairman of the Havasupai tribe, is paying homage to the canyon spirits. Well, there's a story how the mighty warrior became the Bighorn uh, chief. An animal said to protect those who reside deep within the canyon. The Havasupai is one of the 11 tribes culturally associated with the Grand Canyon. We like to say we've worked with all 11 tribes. That's just not true. That's Dan Pollock, a cultural demonstration program manager for the National Park Service. He says the agency has predominantly featured demonstrators from Navajo, Hopi, and Zuni communities for a decade now. The Wallapais, Havasupais, and Yavapai Apaches of Arizona, in addition to several Paiute bands scattered across the area have been less visible to visitors. So let's fix that. We need to have them accurately tell the story of Grand Canyon National Park. About 150 cultural demonstrations occur annually. For KJZZ News, I'm Gabriel Pietrazio reporting from Scottsdale. Phoenix is offering financial help to vacant retail properties. Qualified properties can receive grants up to a quarter million dollars. Here's Christina Estes from the business desk once more. 
The money must be used to improve public infrastructure that would make the property more appealing and beautify the surrounding area. Things like sidewalk repairs, street lights, waterline installations, landscaping, bus shelter enhancements, and public art. Owners of existing retail or commercial buildings may qualify if they lost at least 25% of revenue due to the pandemic or are located in low to moderate income census tracts. Applications are being accepted through Phoenix's website. Federal funding for the program comes from the American Rescue Plan Act and must be spent by the end of the year. Christina Estes, KJZZ News, Phoenix. The University of Arizona's Norville Gem and Mineral Museum has received a major collection and a $1.6 million endowment commitment. Here is Ignacio Ventura again with the details. The collection gifted to the museum comes from the family of Arthur Rowe, a former Tucson resident who was an avid collector, author, and lecturer on minerals. In the collection are nearly 10,000 tiny mineral specimens known as micromounts. Violetta Wolf is a museum's director. She says the donation includes specimens from areas where minerals can no longer be collected. So the research possible with this is that these are, um, many minerals are sometimes first discovered in micromounts, but also it's a wonderful opportunity to look at these localities that no longer exist and reference all of the mineralogy. Wolf says the museum is thankful for a gift that can be shared with the public and says the endowment will help develop educational programming and maintain the collection. Ignacio Ventura, KJZZ News, Phoenix. And in sports, a thrilling end to the WM Phoenix Open yesterday. Three birdies late in the final round on Sunday, including on the final hole, helped Nick Taylor overcome a lead by Charlie Hoffman and send the contest into overtime. On the second hole of the playoffs, Taylor sank an 11-foot putt for the victory, which was his third career PGA win. It was the 12th playoff for the Open since it moved to Scottsdale in 1987. Larger-than-usual crowds on Saturday forced the tournament to halt admission and alcohol sales during the third round. In basketball, the Suns have the day off. They'll try to bounce back from a stunning last-second loss to the Warriors over the weekend as they host the Kings tomorrow. And the Coyotes, losers of five in a row, are on the road tonight in Philadelphia. That game starts at 5 o'clock Arizona time. And that's it for this edition of KJZZ's SUNUP, the morning news podcast for Monday, February 12th. I'm Bruce Drummond. Have a good start to the week and thanks for listening.